Welcome back to the Ethos Podcast. I hope everybody's doing well. We're going to start off with a South Korean Air Force pilot was killed after the fighter jet crashes. A South Korean Air Force pilot was killed on Tuesday after his F-5-E fighter jet crashed into a mountain south of the capital, Seoul, apparently due to engine failure. An engine fire warning came on shortly after the aircraft aircraft took off around 1.44 p.m. from its base in Suwon, leading to its crash in a mountain in the nearby city of Hwasong. Hwasong? The pilot of Captain Rank was only identified by a surname, Shim, and was the only person aboard the plane. Had failed to escape despite his efforts, Hereford said in a statement. So what is the F-45E? So that F-45, or sorry, F-5, so that it's a Northrop F-5. It's a family of supersonic light fighter aircraft initially designed as a privately funded project in the late 1950s by Northrop Corporation. There's two main models, the F-45A and the F-45B Freedom Fighter variants, and the extensively updated F-5E and the F-5F Tiger variants. And it's been in service. So the the F-5E was built in 1972. So it's definitely an older vehicle. Let's see. After winning the International Aircraft Competition, the program aimed at providing effective low-cost fighters to American allies. In 1970, Northrop introduced its second-generation F-5E Tiger II in 1972. That's the one he was flying. This upgrade included more powerful engines, larger fuel capacity, greater wing area, and improved leading-edge extensions for better turn rates, optional air-to-air refueling, and improved avionics, including air-to-air radar. Primarily used by American allies, it remains in U.S. service to support training exercises. It has served a wide array of roles, begin, uh, being able to perform both air and ground attack duties. This main type was used extensively in the Vietnam War. So it sounds like it was a, a training uh, vehicle that he had crashed. Okay. Kazakhstan. Russia led forces to withdraw. New prime minister appointed. Week after dozens were killed in deadly protests, President Tokayev assigns Akayan Samalov as prime minister. After a week of deadly unrest in Kazakhstan, Russia-led forces who were sent to quell riots are preparing to withdraw as President Kasayan Yomarte Tokayev is a new prime minister. Tokayev said on Tuesday that the contingent of troops he requested from the Collective Security Treaty Organization and Military Alliance of ex-Soviet states would be leaving and a troubled Central Asian country in two days, with a pullout to take no more than 10 days. Kazakhstan and Russia have been framed last week's crisis as a coup in an attempt to assist foreign terrorists, but have provided little evidence to support the claim. Yeah, no, it's a it, it's a homegrown, they're pissed off at him. The classes in which citizens and police were killed grew out of a peaceful protest against energy price raises out of the oil-rich nation. Kazakh security forces have detained about 10,000 people over the unrest. Kazakhstan's interior ministry said on Tuesday. Meanwhile, Tokayev, who earlier sacked the government in an attempt to ease dissent, dissent nominated Aklian Samalov as prime minister of the lower house parliament and swiftly voted him for the job. Samalov, 49, served as the first deputy prime minister in the previous cabinet with Tokayev was dismissed. The death toll from last week's protest is unclear and reliable information is hard to verify in the tightly controlled former Soviet country. Um, CSTO mission completed, Tokayev. Addressing the government department in a video conference call broadcast live on Tuesday, those peacekeeping forces have been successfully completed, he said. 
I wonder if, if that's going to make the Kazakhs happy that they got a new person in there. Because it's still, it sounds like it's still his like puppet that that was placed in there, rather than an actual vote, right? Uh, okay, UN seeks record four point four billion in aid uh, for Afghanistan's future. UN agencies on Tuesday asked donors for four point four billion in humanitarian aid for Afghanistan in twenty twenty two, calling the funds an essential stopgap to ensure the country's future after a period of turmoil marked by Taliban seizure of power and a hasty UX exit. The UN says its appeal, which amounts to nearly a quarter of the country's GDP, is the largest ever sought for a single country, and it's triple the figure since it received in 2021 when the U.S.-backed government collapsed. It's a stopgap, an absolutely essential stopgap measure. Hmm, I wonder how that's going to turn out. I wonder how much money the U.S. is going to give on that one. Okay. The pointlessness of America's serious sanctions. The height of the Civil War, Syrians fled heavy bombardment to save their lives, but while most of those stayed back are determined to escape a life of penury. Most recently, <clears throat> excuse me, Syrians were among the migrants flocking to the borders of European Union via Belarus. The crisis orchestrated by Russia, the Syrian government, and their Belarusian ally, but the desire of Syrians to flee the shattered economy at home was given. Syrians was desperate. Uh, Syrians' desperation has not subsided, even though the armed conflict has. The crisis rang alarm bells in the European capital, but also exposed failings of Western policy. The international community cannot wash its hands of the Syrian problem by simply imposing sanctions. It must think more pragmatically and find a way to leverage sanctions to improve the lives of Syrian people, rather than just keep them in a place, say, and has done something to punish Bashar al-Assad for his many alleged war crimes. While the number of heading while the numbers heading to Europe are still low compared with five years ago, they're steadily rising and spike last year of Alliance for Bread and Fuel have become much longer. So according to the Associated Press, 82,000 Syrians applied for asylum in the EU in 2020, 66,000 were first-time applicants. That's 70% increase from the year before, despite a spike of the number of shipwrecks and drownings at sea. Jeez Louise, that's crazy. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Athos Podcast. I'm your host, Jason St. Clair. Take care. I hope, excuse me, I hope everybody's doing well. Bye.